1: You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Brewtown Trading Co., Brewtown is the number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia, and they're giving away Bears Packers tickets. Check them out on social media or stop into their store for more information. Just tell them I sent you. Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. Today's show is going to be a little bit of a breakdown of the Detroit Lions, and hopefully not a little bit of one, but you know we only have so much time on this 25 to 28 to 30 minute show and and so we'll get to what we can get to I want to break it up a little bit differently today I want to I want to do some things that Detroit does well and I want to do some things that they do not so well and then at the end of the show uh, we'll take a look at you know some injuries and and see where we are because we're a day later in the week but not a day closer. To knowing the injury report um, than we would be on a normal week so even though it's Thursday it's really a Wednesday and that would have been the first injury report comes out on Wednesday well you're listening to this it's not out yet um, or at least when it's this show is being published it's not out yet so we don't have that information to go on so we can't go on it uh, let's start with where the Detroit Lions are. Good And there's a number of places, and they're not going to be surprising. What I think is surprising is how well Daryl Bevel has assimilated this offense. Matthew Stafford has been really good this year, and I think very much under the radar. He is still someone who has all the arm talent in the world, arm strength for days. He can make throws in traffic. He had a ridiculous touchdown throw against the Chiefs in between about four defenders and he can still make those throws. Now, he has outstanding targets on the outside. Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay. That would be a great duo. It looks like TJ Hawkinson is going to play. That gives them a great trio. TJ Hawkinson, a player. Green Bay Packer fans really wanted a lot of them in the draft. And and Detroit did not give Green Bay that opportunity at 12. Uh, they took him in the top 10. And we don't have to rehash the discussion about, oh, the the Jets' win actually cost them the chance to draft T.J. Hawkinson. I don't think they would have drafted T.J. Hawkinson anyway. And it would have probably made Packer fans even more angry if they take Rashawn Gary at 9. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, This passing offense is something that they have to reckon with. And after what happened in the second half against Dallas, Green Bay is going to have to have a plan. They're going to have to be ready because this Daryl Bevel offense is not your slightly older brother, Daryl Bevel's offense. This is not the offense that they were running in Seattle. And when you watch them on tape, they look much more like a Kyle Shanahan offense or a Sean McVaytree offense. They look like what we thought the Packers would look like. And, and in some ways more like the team we thought the Packers would look like. They are using a lot of the same condensed formation ideas, the jet motion, um, the the use of two tight ends, the use of play action. There's a lot of interesting stuff that they're doing, and and they're not creating a ton of wide-open plays. They're not creating a ton of schemed opportunities where guys are running free. But what they are doing is they are creating space for their players to work. And you get on Johnson in space, he can make plays. You get Kenny Galladay in space and Marvin Jones in space, they can make plays. Now, a lot of it requires some high degree of difficulty throws from Matthew Stafford. We know he can make those throws. We've seen him make those throws, and they are fourth in passing efficiency. He is sixth in yards above, above replacement, fourth in value over average. So he has been, you know, one of the five, six, seven best quarterbacks in the league to the to this point. And and that is something that this Packers defense, depending on the health of Darnell Savage, depending on the health of Zadarius Smith. They're going to have to deal with that. They need they need Kevin King to be healthy for this game. They need his size and length against Galladay. They need Jair Alexander's speed in this game. They're going to need Tremont Williams to play in the slot. And they're going to need guys. I mean, from, from a safety standpoint, you have to reckon with what TJ Hawkinson can bring to the table. Because you cannot have a linebacker on him and expect to consistently win those matchups. Now, on defense... They are 12th overall in defense, which makes them a good, not great defense. They're 12th in pass defensive efficiency. And that has been despite an injury to Darius Slay. We don't know what Slay's status is. Hamstring injury did not have him against Kansas City, but they didn't need him. They actually made Kansas City look surprisingly bad. I mean, I know the final score says Kansas City put up 30-plus on the road. Part of that was a 100-yard fumble return. Uh, by Rashad Breland, the ex-packer, and it, it, it was really ugly. I mean, they manufactured some stuff. Patrick Mahomes made some plays with his legs. That's going to be an option for Green Bay because Detroit plays a ton of man coverage. And they're going to rush three and they're going to rush four and drop seven, drop eight, and and make Aaron Rodgers beat them with his arm. Now, there's going to be times when in man coverage, everyone's going to have their back to the quarterback. Rodgers can extend and create. But he doesn't have the same kind of chemistry with these guys that he had if it was Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devontae Adams out there. Right now, we don't know the status of Devontae Adams. So the the defense is good. And they're really well coached. They had excellent plans that the Lions did for the Eagles, for the Chiefs. And the the Packers are gonna have to have something here. They're gonna I think they're gonna have to start fast because I think Matt Patricia is gonna have some good adjustments. For all of the the jokes about the pencil and the play sheet and, you know, the the posture stuff, this defense has been well coached and then and well schooled. And a lot of what teams were able to do against the Rams last year came as a result of what the Lions were able to do against them. And and that is a credit to Matt Patricia a fast start could change the way that Detroit wants to play. And if they're going to play, you know, one of the things they did against Kansas City was they said, "Okay, we're going to dr- we're going to rush only 3 or 4." And they were able to get some pressure against some backup offensive linemen for Kansas City. But there were opportunities down the field. And the Lions were content with those opportunities because they required High degree of difficulty throws from Patrick Mahomes. Plays we know Mahomes can make. But Mahomes is used to having things easy. He is used to having Andy Reid have guys running open. Guys running free down the field. And in these man coverage looks, the Lions cornerbacks have been sticky. And they're going to have to find ways to get Rodgers convinced of being able to make those throws. But he he needs to stay patient. Patrick Mahomes did not stay patient. He did not. He was leaving the pocket early for no reason. He was not standing strong and, and manipulating the pocket. Not moving in the pocket. He was bailing and trying to make a play on the outside. And Detroit was ready for that. And they moved. And they got into passing lanes. And they forced Mahomes to throw the ball away. Forced him to, into inaccurate throws. and And Mahomes really looked quite human. I mean, there were stretches where he looked bad. And he was able to make some plays with his feet. You know, he got the big play with the Kelsey impromptu hook and ladder to LaShawn McCoy. But overall, this, this Chiefs offense did not look great for all the points that they put up. So, you know, th- this is a defense that that can give offenses problems. Green Bay has faced a bunch of those this year. I don't think there should be any concern that this is going to be a defense that's going to throw something at them that they're not going to be ready for. This is an approach they took last year, Detroit did, with Matt Patricia. They said, okay, um, play man coverage, rush four, and dare you to beat us. Well, the Packers couldn't do it last year. Aaron Rodgers played sloppy with the ball, um, fumbled a couple times. Detroit took advantage of those turnovers. Now they made a furious comeback in the second half. But, you know, this is is a a tough game against a, a team that can throw the ball and can play good defense. Any game where that's the case, that's going to be a tough game. And if you want to go to this game, you want to go to a concert, do it with Vivid Seats. Use the promo code KICKOFF at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100 using Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats get you there. Listen up, Packer fans. Here is your opportunity to win free tickets to the Bears-Packers game week 15. This game could be for the division, and Brewtown Trading Co. wants to send you and a buddy for free, Brewtown is your number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia. Here is how to enter. You can go to Brewtown's store on 76th and Cold Spring, just off 894 in Greenfield to receive five entries to win when you mention Locked on Packers. While you're there, check out the shop. They're always stocked with the hottest releases of wax from Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Plus, they're always interested in your unwanted sports cards and memorabilia. They're always having events. So follow their social accounts for the latest schedule. Use the Locked On Packers hashtag on the Brewtown Facebook page or on Twitter for another free entry to win tickets. Not local? Check out their live breaks on Facebook or have them ship product directly to your house. Again, Brewtown Trading Co. located just off 894 at 76th and Cold Spring in Greenfield. And on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. David Harrison here, the Locked on
0: Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good Dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit Dave'sKillerBread.com to learn more and look for Dave's killer bread in the bread aisle
1: of your local grocery store all right so where are the places that the Packers can exploit this team where do they struggle Well, for all of the fans out there who are nervous about the Packers' run defense, Detroit is 27th in offensive efficiency running the ball. They do not run the ball well, and part of that is because the interior of their offensive line outside of Frank Ragnow is not very good, and they get very inconsistent play from their offensive tackles. Now, they are good at avoiding sacks. Part of that is Matthew Stafford's willingness to throw the ball away. They are middling in avoiding pressure. 17th in pressure rate allowed so they do allow a significantly larger amount of pressure than they allow sacks which could mean teams are converting sacks on a lower rate than we would expect and that they're due a regression it's possible now it could also mean Matthew Stafford forces some balls into coverage and you give opportunities to guys like Kevin King Jair Alexander Darnell Savage etc cetera, etc cetera. on the other side of the ball for everything I just said about their defense, and all of it is true, and, and I, I stand by everything, I don't expect Detroit to have success getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers given the defense that they played against Kansas City. Now, if they don't continue to do that, if they decide to dial up some pressure, maybe that changes. I think there is a world in which you say, if you're Matt Patricia, you, you come out out of the bye week, you get a little creative, you show some blitz looks because you're expecting the Packers to think you're going to come out, you're going to play soft, you're going to play coverage. So maybe you come out, you show some presser, pressure, you play press man coverage, you throw off the timing of the routes, Rodgers can't get to his hot routes, and that's the big adjustment that you make coming out of the bye. And you, you do the Bill Belichick thing. You do the amoeba thing, where you are one thing one week and another thing the next. But what we've seen pretty consistently over the course of the Matt Patricia era, and this was true of Matt Patricia in New England as well, and it changed under Brian Flores. Brian Flores was the blitzer, the guy that got creative and wanted to be a little bit more aggressive. The Lions are 24th in adjusted sack rate and 31st in pressure rate. And that's with some pretty good guys up front, some pretty good defensive players. Uh, you know they obviously bring in Mike Daniels, uh, Damon Harrison, who's not a big sack guy, but you know they they have players who can push the pocket. They do not have that premier pass rusher, Trey Flowers. You know I, I think a lot of a lot of fans thought, oh well, you get Trey Flowers out of that New England scheme and he's going to suddenly become a menace. Well, he's really playing in that New England scheme, and so it's not just pin your ear backs and go get the quarterback. You know Romeo Aquara, Deshaun Hand, they're deep. On this defensive line, but they're, none of them are great pass rushers. One of the things they did against Kansas City was they would rush three and then had Jared Davis uh, just sort of hanging out and, and spying the QB. Sometimes he would blitz, sometimes he wouldn't. And, you know, maybe that, that can be confusing. And when you have guys that you feel comfortable covering on the back end, Justin Coleman has been awesome for the Lions. That That makes it easier for you to just say, okay, time to rush four. Now, Green Bay has had the highest pressure percentage of rushing four in the league, or at least the highest pressure rate when rushing four. That is an advantage for a team. The Lions don't have that. They don't have that. They do not create pressure. They are going to mush rush you, not try not to let you out of the pocket. But if you do, they're going to be ready, and they've had really good game plans. They, they, they I really liked what they did against the Eagles. I really liked what they did against the Chiefs, but they are not going to create pressure. You are going to have time. Rodgers is going to have time to sit in the pocket and find receivers. Now if Devontae Adams can play in this game, if Darius Slay can play in this game, maybe that changes what Detroit wants to do. I'm not I'm not sure about that. And we don't know where those guys stand, but it is something to to keep an eye on. Now, as I was going back and watching, uh this is still a Lions team that will give the ball away. A bad fumble by Matthew Stafford in the red zone. A really bad fumble by Carrion Johnson at the at the goal line that Bashad Breeland returned 100 yards for a touchdown. Those are, are game-losing plays. Game-losing plays. And Matthew Stafford will still throw the ball into coverage. If you can pressure him, he will he will throw the ball up. He does not want to take sacks, but he is not the kind of guy who's gonna throw the ball away. He's gonna throw it into coverage. And he's been better at doing that this year and and been effective. You have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. That's great. But I think that is one area, you know, the Lions will make some bad mistakes. Green Bay has been extremely opportunistic at taking advantage. Now, on the other side, they have been good. I mean, they they punched the ball out a number of times against the Chiefs. Green Bay is gonna to have to be ready for that. Um, they cannot be turning the ball over either. And that has been an issue in a couple games this year where fumbles and penalties and some bad mistakes have, have cost the offense in particular. You don't want to give this offense ammunition. You don't want to give them extra possessions. And that's true of any offense, really. Um, but it is particularly true of this one. And with the way that they can throw the ball, you just you can't afford to have the kind of fumbles that we saw in last year's game in in Detroit. Remember the game in Lambeau, Rodgers, it was week 17, Rodgers goes out, there's a lot of Deshaun Kaiser, and the team had really packed it in. Um, I was was joking with the guys over at Pride of Detroit, I was on that podcast. The Packers and the Lions have played a bunch of late season games the last few years, and in all the games that have mattered for the playoffs, the Packers have won, and the games that haven't, Detroit has won. So, (laughs) I think that is, um, it's just funny. I don't know that it that it matters this time, but um, it is something to be aware of. This is a game where I think Green Bay comes in with an advantage on the edge. And, you know, we we talked with Matt Derry about it yesterday. Ricky Wagner, Taylor Decker, they could be good, they could be bad. This is a, a high variance offensive tackle room. And Taylor Decker was really bad week one. We don't know if he was hurt. Um, we don't know if he's 100% now. They brought rookie Wagner in to be a more meaningful part of the team, or at least a better part of the team than he's been. Zedaria Smith, we, we think, is, is good to go. Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Kyler Fackrell. This is when they need to earn their money, especially in the case of the Smiths. Go hunt Matthew Stafford. Get him off his spot. Get him to throw the ball into traffic. And I think they have that advantage. And when you look on the interior Joe Dahl, Graham Glasgow, Frank Ragnar is a good player, but Graham Glasgow and Joe Dahl not as much. And so Kenny Clark who has not had a great season, not had a breakout season. He had some some good play early, but he's been a little up and down. And I don't know if he's if he's, you know, missing his running mate in Mike Daniels, who he'll see across the field in this game, or it's the scheme, you know, they're they're running more four man. Uh, I, I don't know but this is a game for him to to sort of get right and and assert his will you know he's trying to he's trying to earn a contract here and i don't know if he's feeling the pressure of that or or what but he has not played as well as i think we we thought he would certainly not as well as i thought he would this is a game for him to say you're not running up the middle and i'm going to I'm gonna make your life miserable rushing the passer up the middle. This is a week where I think you'll see Zadarius Smith more as an interior pass rusher and and get him one on one with guards and say, we, we good luck. We dare you to block him because offensive tackles can't do it. And if they can't do it, we don't think your guards can either. I think that's the tack that Green Bay is gonna take. Now, whether the, the Lions are gonna have answers for that, you know, they they've had the extra week to prepare. I do think that matters. And, you know, given the the quality of the game plans, especially defensively uh, in the early part of the season, I expect the Lions to come out and have a good game plan here for the Packers as they come off their buy and, and come to Lambeau on Monday night. Before we move on, let's talk about my bookie. Do you ever find yourself wishing that you could make some extra cash with all your NFL knowledge? At bookie, they want to make your dream come true this season. Right now, all players are invited to play in the free Survivor Contest. Winner takes all. Contest starts October 8th and closes October 14th before the start of Monday Night Football. Pick one team each week. Survive the longest and you can take home $50,000 in cash. Make a successful deposit with MyBookie and you'll receive a free entry into the contest today. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, the start of the NBA and the NHL, it's time to get off the sidelines and get into the action. So if you're going to bet this season... Do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Remember, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell you to go to mybookie. And right now, they will double your first deposit when you join. Go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code locked on to activate the offer. That is right. They will double your first deposit. Go to mybookie.ag today and enter the promo code locked on. They will double your first deposit because at mybookie, You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, listen
2: up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better.
1: All right. Before we get out of here, uh, I, I do want to mention some of the injuries because there are some big ones in this game, and we we think Brian Bulaga came out of the Dallas game healthy. We think Zadarius Smith is going to be okay, though. I, I I wonder if they will modulate his workload. I wonder if they think you know he's been playing you know ninety plus percent of snaps. They may have to to take that down a little bit so he can he can hold up. He's never played this much, not for the not for a full season. And I know that they want to get Rashawn Gary up to speed. Uh, Mike Smith mentioned earlier in the week that that he and Mike Patton have been really impressed with the progress Rashawn Gary has made. But at this point in the season and at this point in his career, he's just not the player that Zadarius Smith is. And that's not even a knock on Gary. Zadarius Smith has been one of the best pass rushers in the league to this point in the year. Um, and, and the Packers have asked Rashawn Gary to do a lot of stuff they haven't asked Zedarius Smith to do. Like running coverage. Uh, but there there were some hustle plays from Gary, and and he's going to continue to play hard. He's going to continue to defend the run, and and that's that's a useful piece in this defense as well. We need to see that guy healthy though, as Smith, at the end of the year. The Packers need him in December and January, and you know if that means modulating his workload in a game like this, then then you have to do that. You have to make those sorts of you know, small sacrifices to be in position later in the season. Obviously, Devontae Adams is a big question mark. I don't want to speculate about that injury. Uh, the injury report will come out today. By the time you you hear this, maybe you've heard an update. Maybe he practiced. Uh, he didn't practice at all last week, which is important to to remember here. I think the Packers are going to want to see him you know, more than a day or two. I mean, he, Matt LaFleur said he would have been comfortable with Devontae Adams not practicing at all and then if he was ready to go on Sunday playing him. I don't know. I mean, I guess I believe him, but my what I'm saying here is I don't know if that's the smartest thing to do and they just proved they could win a game on the road against a, a good team. You would hope that they could win a game at home against a good team without Devontae Adams. If he is not is if he's not ready, sit him, and and try to win this game with your defense, with your run game, and with the guile of Aaron Rodgers, because they can. We know they can. They've done it. So uh, I, I, we don't know what the Devontae Adams situation is. I think they can win this game without him if he does play. Even if Darius Slay plays, I think it's a it's you know it's an easy call for the Packers. Not that it's an easy game. But I think it's just clear they have an advantage in a lot of different places. You know, Packers offense now in the top ten. All of a sudden, you know, we talked a little bit about the offense yesterday. Top, you know, top ten in rushing, top ten in passing, and on their way. If they can get this third down thing figured out, you know, they're they're going to be tough because they're a top five red zone offense, top five early down offense, top five scripted offense. The only place where they're not a really good offense is third down and that's you know that's something that at least you can zero in on and try and improve over time so we'll see what they're able to do there for the lions uh the injuries you know Darius Slay is a question TJ H- Hawkinson is back practicing so it looks like he is in the final stages of that concussion protocol and should be good to go for this weekend we'll we'll get back to all of this tomorrow but it's not going to be as um mm-hmm will not be as injury report focused on friday because the final injury report will not be out it'll just be a, a practice report we'll get some more information but we, won't, we we can't speculate on that so it'll be more about your questions um it will still be live on periscope we'll still do all the fun stuff there so uh tune in for that i appreciate those of you who have watched it after the fact again the podcast is the is the show but <laughs> If you want to watch it, if you want to do the video, if you want to ask your questions in real time and watch in real time, all that stuff, you can do that. Go to Periscope. Easiest way to find that is to follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening to this currently. Go subscribe. Hit, hit the subscribe button. I would appreciate it. And if you want to be a part of our show tomorrow, if you want to hit me up with your questions, I seem to be getting an increasing number of questions from listeners on Twitter, which I appreciate, but I, and I'm still getting them on the, the fan hotline, but would love to get some more just because I like saying the locked on Packers fan hotline. And I like using the drop. It's harder for me to use the drop, the the office based drop because on, on Twitter, people are doing that less. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to hit me up on Twitter, get in on the bit. <laughs> it seems like everyone on the locked on Packers fan hotline is in on the bit which I appreciate. So um, hit me up there, 920-341-3775. And always stay Locked on Packers.